so what I've been wanting to do is is have have an event that's uh, run at a high level where the experience is top notch, uh, where you can bring together mountain biking, road biking, gravel riding, everything, and uh, get people to uh, want to race, want to do their event, make it spectator friendly, and then hopefully get people to just want to hang out and not be in a rush to, to go home. KLM Cycling and Michigan Midpack Media, welcome to the Dirty Chain Podcast, the podcast that covers the cycling scene from the viewpoint of the Michigan Midpack. I am your host, Trevor, and on this episode, we get all of the details about the newly announced Belgian Waffle Ride Michigan that we heard about a couple months ago. Not only Belgian Waffle Ride Michigan, but also the Mo-Mit Festival. And later on the podcast, John Holberg director of Moment Festival and race director of Belgian Waffle Ride. Also, um, Traverse City Local takes us through all the details we want to know and then some about uh, one of the most exciting uh, events um, of the year. Before we talk about Belgian Waffle Ride and the Moment Festival, I have here with me friend of the podcast and uh cycling friend tristan smith how's it going tristan i'm doing good how are you trevor i'm doing great uh tristan why why uh why did i invite you here uh this evening well uh we were getting sick of just listening to you i think and uh <laughs> wanted to give you somebody to play off of make it a little more interesting that is that is actually exactly what i said to you <laughs> <laughs> i i um uh to be to be honest, I recorded a whole intro to this uh, to this episode, and I got just tired of um, just doing that on my own. And I thought, man, I need to have a um, I don't know a sidekick, I guess. And earlier this week uh, or the weekend earlier uh, last weekend, um, we saw Sheldon, and um, it was great to see him again. He had a quick turnaround; couldn't do any podcasting with him this time. But I thought, man, I miss having someone to. Uh, to kind of intro these episodes with and we had plans to ride today but they were quickly uh they they were foiled um or at least for some of us that were in the group uh planning to ride um mackenzie still stuck it out and got caught in the downpour but oh geez yeah uh it looked like a solo ride for her um i mean the weather's been pretty darn perfect this uh this summer but today decided to uh to storm yeah uh it was uh got up to like 90 some degrees with a heat advisory so it wasn't gonna be ideal anyway um but then the rain really just pushed it over the edge for me yeah i mean you're play- I, I don't really want to talk about this now because i'm sure we will talk about this later but you are kind of ramping up for a big race event coming up here in the near this month right yeah uh 19 days as of recording i think away um i just signed up for the track leader uh tracker spot tracker 
Um, so it's getting real that I will be um, setting off on the long voyage of Gravel Worlds. Yeah, that's exciting. Um, uh, do you feel prepared? No. <laughs> God, no. Um, no. Only I, because I you didn't ride tonight, right? Like if you would have ridden tonight, you would have been on track. I think we would have been talking a podium finish if <laughs> I was uh, if I was out there grinding it out tonight. But who knows? I'm going to have to play a lot of catch up. <laughs> Instead, I was on on the trainer uh, doing a little threshold work. Did you get a trainer ride in? Yep, that's, I couldn't. That's I, why I was late. I could not bring myself to. Uh, well, my 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 bike that's usually on the trainer was is my road bike, which is now in the shop because it kind of is destroyed a little bit since my crash. But uh, that would mean I would have had to like bring in my gravel bike, put it on the trainer, and uh, I just did not. I I couldn't do it, so I just. <laughs> You've had a couple a, good rides so this week, uh, morning rides it looked like. So yeah, I got at least one in. Um, but uh, but yeah, um, hey, I'm curious uh, when you heard the news of Belgian waffle ride coming to Michigan. Um, what was your reaction? I don't know how they're going to safely do it. I was excited. Um, my first off, I was excited. Just spread the stoke, fill in. Um, that late season gravel up in Traverse City, uh, and then it worked towards where are they going to go? Mm-hmm. Like everything is sand coming out of there or uh, super rough seasonal. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see what they do in terms of routes, and I'm I'm excited to see the routes. Um, I don't think I'm going to ride it, but I definitely want to partake in spectating and being around and, and seeing all the excitement. Yeah, I mean, you have a lot of experience riding um, the seasonal roads in that area. Um, I don't know which direction they're going. Like Sancho, which you've done several times out of Traverse City, um, which doesn't exist anymore now. But, um, but uh, <laughs> uh, I, did it always go south? Yep, Sancho uh, goes pretty much south right out of there and um, drops down 75 miles or so. Um, With the Belgian Waffle Ride only being somewhere in that 150 ballpark, presumably. Yeah. um, I I would guess the 100 and, what is it going to be, 120 to 160 miles is usually their typical field Mm house. So, so... Yeah, J- John tells us all about that. Um, I won't ruin it right now, but yeah, it's it's around that that. I I have some hopes. Uh, I I have some hopes for climbs. I just don't know how they could safely do it in terms of um, the the descending part would be destructive, but the climb because of the the rough and yeah, narrow yeah. Um, seasonal. I, roads, I will say but, this: he says he claims. That they're getting ten thousand feet of climbing. That uh, it is. Fe- I, I think it could be feasible in in that that range. It certainly is. It's uh, yeah. There's some that I I I would bet then that it's going to go around down towards uh, Glen Arbor. Probably have some paved sectors up towards um, Sutton's Bay, maybe, um, and then kind of loop around. Um, but I think everything else beside if if they go straight south, I think they end up sand. Um, 
I don't, I guess I've never really gone or thought of going straight east, which could be gravel, but I, I don't know what it does in terms of elevation, but I think to get 10,000 feet, they have to go towards Sutton, Sutton's Bay, um, up, up, up that way. And then back around through Glen Arbor. So it sounds like to me that they have a pretty good idea of the course and, um, in true Belgian waffle ride fashion that won't be revealed until right before. But, uh, yeah, it definitely sounds like a, a, a good mixture of, uh, terrains, which of course will include sand. So, um, that's just, you, you, how can you not? Right. Yeah. I think the difference is, uh, the short, it's going to be a little bit shorter of a distance and then they're, they're okay with linking, um, paved sectors. So, um, one of the things Sancho did was really, really minimize those paved sectors. And sometimes you have to compromise by, uh, having miles stretches of sand. So I, I doubt that we'll see that in Belgian waffle and it's certainly possible to do. Um, one thing I'm super excited for is seeing the route and, uh, just finding a day after the race to, uh, give it a go. Yeah. So you mentioned possibly, uh, just going up and spectating um, if you're not gonna, going to race it. But one thing I'm really excited about and uh, something that we touch on quite a bit, um, that I touch on quite a bit with John, is the Moment Festival and how Belgian Waffle Ride is just kind of like the, the, a part of this whole weekend of events. And, and I think there's some really exciting things happening with that from kids' events from, for all ages and... Um, uh, one's like the I think it's the black chili cross country race and instead of like an Iceman style where it's a point to point he's looking at doing a kind of an XCO style where it's a it's a circuit um, couple few mile circuit and so very spectator friendly and just something that um, we wrote, don't really have up there so that'll be going on on Saturday um, along with some other events so um, to just say that this whole thing is specifically all about Belgian waffle ride I think is is not quite right um, it's the whole experience of the whole weekend which as you will hear um, is kind of John's whole vision in this whole thing so um, yeah definitely so- sounds cool uh, the Belgian waffle ride for me it takes where I get my news source or, you know, that Facebook feed, that's what's, uh, that's, what's coming my way on it. But yeah, when you dive into how it was brought to Michigan and you see the rest of the excitement with it, I mean, I think it's pretty cool. I mean, getting more people on bikes gathered about gathering about bikes, excited about bikes and a full on festival or weekend of it is, is really quite special. Yeah, for sure. Exciting. Um, well, I mean, I don't know what else we have to talk about about it. I mean, we're going on and on and, you know, I talked to the experts, so why don't we just have him tell us the details? Um, Real quick, though, before we get to that, there is a, uh, John was gracious enough to give us a coupon code for any of those non-Belgian Waffle Ride events. So the uh, XCO event um, and then some of the other, um, I think there's a shorter gravel race on Saturday and um some of the kids events but um if you're interested in that you can use code dirty chain 30 off and you get 30 bucks off of your registration so um thank you john for that and yeah let's hear the um let's hear from the expert from john holberg and belgian waffle ride michigan and the moment festival 
Thank you, Tristan. Thank you for having me. Did you happen to get any uh, any riding in this weekend? I mean, I, I know that there was a there was a, a race not too far from Traverse, kind of down in Manton. A lot of people were down in that. Did the Manton Divide? Have you ever done done that race? Yeah, I did. I uh, I wanted to do it this year. I, I did it last year. Um, my friend Garrett Jenema and I we we battled all the way to the end, uh, and uh, he he ended up he ended up leaving me the last two miles or whatever it was. I think it was. So I came in second. He got first, but he's got 20 years on me. So that's okay. <laughs> yeah. It looked like, a. um, I think it's drew. Um, he's, a, he's a TC guy. I think he came in a yeah. uh, second this year. So, or yesterday or whatever day it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was, yeah. He's a young kid. He just graduated high school here and, uh, he's, he's getting ready to go to U of M. Uh, cool. he's a good kid. Yeah. He's, He's uh, and he's he's kind of an, an anomaly. He's like a, a kid from this young generation that prefers road riding, you know, over mountain biking. So, yeah, I mean, and there's not a lot of road riding opportunity right now. Um, you know, that's 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 stating the obvious, but uh, but I guess if you're if you're going to road ride, I mean, Traverse City is like one of the best places to. Uh, I think we we were talking the other day about how uh you know if you live in Traverse City you need a dedicated road bike because the roads up there are so perfect to ride on. <laughs> yeah, if you if you love biking, it's it's hard to just have one bike here. I mean, it's hard to just have t- two bikes here. I mean, if if you really like biking, you really need a minimum of three bikes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, you do uh, because the road riding is, is so good and, uh, and, and trying to get away with that on a, on a, on a gravel bike is, is really tough. I'm trying to do that right now. I just let go of my road bike. Uh, I'll be getting a new one in the future, but, um, uh, yeah, the, the road riding here is fan fantastic. And I, I mean, I grew up in Southern California where we had awesome roads. Um, I mean, there's st- still are good roads out there. But the difference between like road riding in California, Utah, Colorado, and, and here is when you're road biking out there, you're really, for the most part, you get stuck on these longer highways. And there's no just like turning left and turning right uh, and mixing it up. Out, out here, you can be on Old Mission Peninsula, you can be in Leelanau County, and uh you can make a left, right, whatever. You can mix up your ride, and and it's going to be awesome. I mean, you can grab elevation if you want, or some hills if you want, um, and you can get off the the busy roads very easily. So that's what makes it really, you know. And it's pretty out here too. So yeah, for sure. And I, I'm I'm guessing like most of the people that listen to this podcast are probably from Michigan or or uh, familiar with Michigan. But I mean, if if you live in Michigan, chances are you've probably vacationed up in Traverse City or you've been there before. And uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you're, you've probably ridden bikes in Traverse City. I mean, from anywhere from Iceman doing um, a lot of the Vasa Trail and that and, and other things like that. But then, um, man, I, I experienced some of those roads 
years ago doing the Cherry Roubaix and that Leelanau Peninsula, some of those, those paved roads in the Leelanau Peninsula are just amazing. Um, yeah, some of the best riding, road riding, I think, in, in the state is up, it's up there in the Leelanau Peninsula, kind of around Traverse City, for sure. Yeah, and then similarly, that the mountain biking is, uh, in the same sense, is awesome because you, you know, the great mountain biking up here is, is the unmarked trails. Uh, so if you're vacationing up here, you know, and you want a mountain bike, and even if you do a little bit of homework, you know, you'll find the VST or Bunker Hill Trailhead and um, or VST Trailhead, like I said, off Supply Road, uh, mm-hmm. and and you can go do that marked trail. But what you really need to do is when you see a section of trail just veering off, you need to go get on that. You're still going to be on state land and and uh that unmarked trail is is some of the best this is and even if you get lost like that's the whole point i mean i've lived <laughs> here six seven years now and i still get lost out there you just you know when your time's up you you just kind of look at where the sun is and you just start heading back the direction you need to go you just start heading west again so um yeah that's that's funny so i was i think it was the week a few weeks ago i was up there and um buddy of mine and i were riding vasa um i think it was at that um off of supply road trailhead and oh i think it was sunday morning or something it was a week before the uh tc trail fest um, right and all of a sudden i hear like 20 people behind me and a uh, huge huge crew of uh of riders come through and they're just hauling and yeah. and uh my buddy Scott was kind of up the trail a little bit and, and he said, uh, you know, he tried to keep him, keep him off. And then he just kind of got off the trail and waited for me. And, and then like, when I, when I, when I made my way up to, and found Scott on the trail, he's like, look at this. They just, they turned down this trail and it wasn't even a, it was overgrown. It wasn't marked. And he's like, all these guys just went down this unmarked trail down here. So <laughs> I'm not sure if, I mean, that's exactly like what you were saying. And I'm not sure if they were like trying out um, some of the route for the Traverse City Trail Fest or, or this, what. Did you say this was last, like a week ago Sunday? Oh, it was, um, it was the week before the festival. So yeah, it was the probably. Week the festival. And yeah. was it on Sunday? It was on Sunday. So were you riding with them? <laughs> That, that that's my crew that okay. was us okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah oh that's what you witnessed that was uh that's the uh the best group ride in town man that's dirt church so dirt okay. church typically starts every sunday nine nine or ten a.m and it usually starts on that side of town sometimes it it might be in the city or might be on the west side but usually it's uh it's over there in the Vasa. so yeah we, we, were, we were pre-riding um the uh, trail fest uh trail that was i think craig webb he came out and uh it's pretty much craig webb and uh and jeff owens that were kind of leading us out that day but but usually dirt church is led by the one and only tim pulliam i don't know if you've met him before no but, no oh man well if you ever come to traverse city you got you got to meet this dude you got to come out and ride yeah very cool so john why 
why are we talking right now? Like, what's what are we doing here? Um, <laughs> big news dropped like a few months ago. I was trying to, I was kind of looking back and seeing when the news dropped. It's kind of late May, I believe, that it dropped, and yeah. it was it was pretty perfect timing, if you ask me. It was right on the heels of um, coming off of San Diego Belgian Waffle Ride, and that was early May, and of course. Um, we had a local legend, Alexi Vermeulen, won that big race. is a huge win. Um, and uh, so there was some excitement, some Belgian waffle ride excitement. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, some news has dropped that Michigan is going to host a Belgian waffle ride. Um, I had heard some rumors, some people talking about it, but I think no one was quite sure about the details. And, um, and I think there's right. probably still some details that people are wondering, you know, what is this thing? Um, what is it going to look like? What's the moment festival? Um, so you reached out and said, Hey, let's talk about this. Let's talk about the weekend. Let's talk about the Belgian waffle ride. But, um, and I absolutely, um, I we're excited. Michigan is excited. And, uh, I want to know more about how it came to be, what it's going to look like. What's this festival all about? But um, first, let's start off with you. Like, what is your role in this whole picture? And um, why are you the guy to talk to and give us these details? Sure. So uh, about a year ago, I realized that I wanted to uh, create, create like more, more, more of an event that I grew up with in uh, Southern California. So when I was younger, I would, uh, and when I got into bike racing, um, it was kind of when mountain biking first started. Uh, I transitioned from BMX riding to, to mountain biking. And the big event that, that really blew my mind was the uh, Sea Otter Classic. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's up in the middle of California, Laguna Seca Raceway. If you haven't been out there, it's it's out in the middle of nowhere. So we would show up. I was just actually, don't mean to interrupt, I, I was yeah. there for the first time this year. Yeah, it was it was pretty incredible. Well, I haven't been there in 20 years, uh, so <laughs> I can only imagine. I've seen I've seen the pictures and the video. When when I was there, it was big, but it was just a, it was a mountain bike race. What made it unique was that you got to show up, and people were there at least two days, at least two nights, and you got to eat pasta and and basically shake hands and and meet you know, the pros and hang out with them the day before the day before the races. Um, and then that would be typically on Friday, Saturday would be the, um, the big cross country mountain bike race. And, uh, and then afterward, nobody was in a rush to leave. People would take their, their kits off, hang out. They'd watch yeah. the pro race and they would stay again Saturday night. Uh, so it was like a festival and it was awesome. The, the Second, third year I went, they started adding more events. They added uh, dual slalom racing. Uh, and uh, it, it just kind of, the point is, it just kind of stuck with me as far as having a big event where you had an opportunity to hang out with pros, watch them, do your race, and then be able to meet them and talk with them afterward. Um, so I hadn't seen anything really like that until I moved out here to Traverse City. Uh, and then obviously 
did the Iceman, you know, immediately after moving here and saw this, this huge spectacle out here. And, uh, it, it like filled this, this, this void that I had been missing for so long, man. I just, I loved it. I mean, the Iceman out here is like the Super Bowl. Right. Um, the, the, um, the problem though is, is, is awesome as it is having it in, in November because you don't know what the weather's going to bring. And, and that's what we love about it up here. We, we love not knowing that, mm -hmm. not knowing, you know, what tires to throw on, what bike to use and, and all of that. That's part of the fun. Uh, but the problem is, you know, come 4 PM, everyone's grabbing their stuff. They're leaving. No one's hanging out. And there, there might be some private parties here and there, but, uh, because of the weather, everyone kind of departs. Uh, so what I've been wanting to do is, is have, have an event that's, uh, run at a high level where the experience is top notch, uh, where you can bring together mountain biking, uh, road biking, gravel riding, everything. And, uh, get people to uh, want to race, want to do their event, make it spectator friendly, and then hopefully get people to just want to hang out and not be in a rush to, to go home. So, um, so after going down to, I think it was N North Carolina last year, um, I started talking to uh, Michael Marks. Uh, he's the founder of uh, Belgium Waffle Ride. And we, we just started talking about, um, you know, how BWR started and his background. It turns out we're from the same neck of the woods. Um, BWR actually started, it was, it was a pancake ride in Ventura County where I grew up. And uh, I think it's, his buddy started it. And then he ended up taking that and, uh, and turning that into the Belgian waffle ride down in Encinitas and uh, his whole point was, was taking the Paris-Roubaix and, and having a Paris-Roubaix with an American twist on it, you know, here in, uh, in the U.S. And uh, after seeing the event in North Carolina and seeing how well it was put together for being, especially for being a first-year event, um, knowing they had done, you know, their, their BWR in San Diego for a decade. Um, I was, I was really blown away at how well it, it was done, how, how, how good the experience was. Um, there was a, there was a bunch of little things that I picked up on that, uh, that I thought were top notch from just being handed out water bottles, you know, while out on course to showing up to a feed station to getting a brand new filled water bottle, not even just being able to like get a cup of water, like brand new water bottle. Here you go. Swapping out, uh, to, you know, cars rolling up and motorcycles rolling up with video cameras, live footage, um, to at the very end of the race being handed a, a cold wet towel to cool off and seeing your results on a, LED screen instead of a piece of paper stapled to a telephone pole. Um, so I was compliment, complimenting him on uh, all of that stuff. And I told him what I was trying to build in, in Traverse city. And um, 
that just led to us talking. And I think it was after our second conversation. You just asked me, I, I, I think it was after our second conversation. He, he started talking like he wanted to do a BWR in Michigan. And uh, at the end of it, I said, Hey, do you, um, do you want to do one here? And he, he basically said, yeah, why not? Let's do it. And I, like, okay. It, it basically went from just friendly, just talking to, um, to let's, let's put together, let's put together another event, you know, and, you know, and yeah, your state. So. It sounds like you were interested in, um, you know, how he, how the, uh, a race like the BWR is put together and you're just asking him about the details and the, and, and the direction and all, all of these things. And then it kind of turned into, well, let's just, let's just bring a Belgian waffle ride to Michigan instead of starting from scratch kind of. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so I, I was actually, I was at the Asheville uh, Belgian waffle ride. That was my first BWR experience was the, um, well, I guess it was like Hendersonville or what was the, not, yeah, you're right. It's not really in, uh, but they call they call it actually North Carolina. So um, Andersonville or or Canuga. Yeah, Canuga. Yep. Yeah. Um, and that was what a cool experience. Um, right. Um, have you done? Do you have a experience with the the original San Diego race? Have you done that one as well? Yeah, yeah. I was I was out there racing this year, and I I helped um, help those guys uh, set up the event, and and then. Uh, uh, got to do the race with, I think there was about 10 of us from, from Michigan. There was probably, probably more, but there was a big, big chunk of guys from Michigan out there, yeah. including Alexi, of course. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. And, and I, I'm with you. I, I think there's something about, uh, I love grassroots races. There's, there's something so awesome about your, your, your local race and your, um, you know, kind of like the your local community and s- supporting your local community. But there's there's something special also about kind of going to a bigger race and and experiencing what it's like to um, I don't know line up on the same line as as an Alexi as a as a Stetna and um, and then and yeah and then like finishing and. Uh, seeing how much of a spectacle it is. I mean, it's, it's, it's something special and it's cool that, um, Michigan has so many opportunities to race and to ride from those local grassroots races to an Iceman. And now, um, even like, and now like a, 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 a national race, like the Belgian waffle ride coming here. I think it's a, it's a really cool opportunity. Yeah, and and so what the moment bike fest is, it's it's encompassing both of those things. Mm-hmm. I mean, this like, I live here, this is my home, and so it's it's uh, going to be some grassroots events and a grassroots festival that will forever be here, um, while combining an event that has been around for eleven years, that is the biggest. Uh, gravel or mixed terrain series in, uh, in North America. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be, it's going to be really, really cool. And, and I think you're right. I think it is, it is, it's, it's one thing to be able to, uh, go an event or go to a race and be able to, uh, race against your, your friends. 
uh, and being able to push yourself against your friends and celebrate cycling however you see fit but it's it's really cool to be able to line up with people that you don't recognize kits you don't recognize and to get into groups where you don't know anybody i think it's uh it's 10 times the fun and uh and that's and that's when you really are uh, even more challenged because you don't know what to expect you know when you're out there yeah. so so i mean i know that you're you live in traverse city now um and we were kind of talking about like Iceman and then like the different trails and things that uh, Traverse City and, and the roads that that Traverse City has to offer. But but why is Traverse City a good fit for um, this festival and then for Belgian Waffle Ride to come in? Like why Traverse City? Because uh, I live here. No, because uh, <laughs> because I the the buzz for cycling here is with is as big as as it was when i grew up when mountain biking first started and and maybe it's big throughout the country i mean we know cycling especially especially gravel riding and gravel racing is growing exponentially but uh but i feel like the buzz here for all generations from from children just going out there on their striders to you know people you know, in their eighties getting out there is, is huge. And, and I think, I think it's because, uh, out of all the outdoor activities you can, you can do here, uh, biking is, is the, is probably the number one activity. You know, I think other places, other places in the country, like California, you know, people will surf, people will backpack and, you know, and people, people bike out there too. And I mm -hmm. think they're, those sports, those activities are pretty split, but it seems like here where we live, although most people do, you know, all, all types of different activities, you know, I think biking is by far the most popular and it has to do with, uh, I think it has to do with our, our network. We have this, uh, tart network of mm -hmm. uh trail paths that get you all the way up to leelanau county over to you know across grand traverse county over to antrim county um so just endless bike paths to just go out there with your family uh to the trails to the roads i mean there's just so much opportunity there so i think because of all that and how popular it is we have all of these groups of cyclists and all of these clubs I mean, we have something like seven or eight bike shops here. I mean, which is a ton for the size of our community. So I think because of all of those things, uh, a bike festival uh, and a BWR is a great fit here. And it's also probably why the Iceman has been so successful for over three decades. Yeah, definitely. Um, and and I, and I agree. I mean, I... I think uh, I, I, you don't need to convince me that Traverse City is the right uh, the right place to put this festival, but I'm just I think it's a good good question. Just um, yeah, between the roads that we were talking about and the incredible um, scenery and and everything, I mean it 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 is the uh, the place to have it for sure. Um, I'm I, I'm going to be honest with you when I first heard that 
BWR was coming into Michigan, there was a, I was a little, I was a little skeptical and wondering like how this came about. Um, and, uh, I think it's, it's easy to be, uh, protective of the state you live in and of the, uh, of the cycling community. And, and I think initially I was like, well, who, you know, do we want an outsider coming in? Um, right. And, uh, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm guessing I'm not the only one that thought that, um, it's as exciting. It was like a, a mixture of like excitement and then like kind of skeptic skepticism of like, what, who's this outsider? What are they doing? Like, how is this going to work? I am now after talking to you, after like hearing about the moment festival and all of this, um, that skepticism has left. I, I feel like this is, um, as much of a local community event as it is a big national race. It's kind of, kind of both and, which I think is a really cool model, um, and important for, uh, for it to work in, in Traverse city. Yeah. I, I, I got to work with, uh, to that point, I got to work with, uh, Ryan Kennedy on building up the volunteer support to help put on the first Ironman here in Traverse city. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple years ago, pre-pandemic, and that was really interesting because, kind of similarly, you know, it's this big conglomerate, right? Exactly, coming in, and um, and part of you is excited, and part of you is apprehensive, you know, mm-hmm. um, and there were already uh, triathlons here in Traverse city and, and there's, there's plenty in the state, you know, for people to go to compete in. But I think what, what people were excited about was just that opportunity to be a part of something that is big, be a part of something that isn't just nationally recognized, but that's world renowned. Um, even if they're not into getting points to move on to the next Ironman, they just want to be part of the mystique. And, um, and so it was really cool to be able to be a, be a part of that and to see how that was put together and to see how those two things kind of uh, meshed because I, I also was able to see, I think, a lot of uh, issues that were exposed when uh, this, this bigger company came in and they didn't necessarily – talk to the right people and they didn't necessarily talk to the right communities and essentially got booted out of Traverse city. And the uh, iron man is now in Frankfurt because of that. Mm-hmm. So, so i um, hoping that doesn't happen. I'm hoping, uh, <clears throat> you know, the support continues and, and I'm confident that people will be stoked about the overall bike fest and will be stoked when they uh, come and and uh, whether they they ride in the BWR or, or the uh, Black Chili Mountain Bike Race, um, if they just come down and, and check out the festival, I, I'm hoping that they'll be uh, they'll be happy and they'll want to see see this continue as well. Yeah, so like like I mentioned, uh, there were some lessons learned when uh, you know I saw the Ironman you know come here. And, um, and I think, uh, 
my partners in California see that as well. You know, they, they uh, have been looking at building uh, a, a bike festival in, in California uh, with the BWR being a part of that. And BWR San Diego is already so big. I mean, it's, it, that in itself is a three-day event. Um, but, uh, even those guys, they, they do it all. They mountain bike, they ride road, they ride, you know, mixed terrain gravel. Um, so I think being a part of a, uh, a bike festival with someone that lives here, that is, you know, part of the community, like, like me, uh, they know is going to make the BWR here more special it's going to have a better better fit so i'm i'm not you know i'm not necessarily the guy that you know knows everybody and and uh and i'm certainly not the person that that knows uh the best of everything either but um but i have been racing a long time and i have been part of uh biking a long time and i and i'm part of a lot of great groups of cyclists here and uh in Traverse city. So, so I think, I think having a feel, you know, for that and being a part of the community is going to help make the, uh, the BWR special here. Yeah. Let's talk about the festival a little bit. Um, you mentioned the, the black chili, uh, mountain bike race. What, what, what other offerings, um, in terms of racing is happening on the weekend? Yeah. So instead of trying to reinvent the wheel and have, you know, uh, another point A to point B mass start race or a long, big loop race. Um, I wanted to, I wanted to bring kind of a short course XC cross country race that, that has some features built in that's spectator friendly, uh, to, uh, to Michigan. Uh, so it's something that we don't have. And, uh, so when it came to building a mountain bike race, I just wanted to do something different. So this is going to be, uh, a three to four mile loop, uh, and it's going to be multi-lap and right there from the center of the expo, uh, and the finish line, uh, the spectator should be able to see about a mile of the outbound of the, uh, the black chili XC and they should see, uh, about a half mile of the inbounds, the return of each lap. Uh, so I think that's going to be awesome. It's going to, it's going to be, it's going to make the, the racer or the rider feel like they're part of a, a rock concert rather than just being out lost in the woods and not, not seeing anybody for a half an hour, you know? <clears throat> yeah, and so th that is, um, that's happening on Saturday then? Correct. Yeah. Uh, so Saturday, October 8th, uh, is going to be the black chili XC. Uh, also building, uh, a dual slalom event that's going to happen on Saturday as well. Oh, wow. Uh, there's also going to be events dedicated just, just to kids uh, from little kids out there on their balance bikes to, uh, kids that are just taking off the training wheels. And, um, and then if people haven't been to a BWR before, um, 
for those that haven't been there before, they'll uh, they'll also be able to come out on Saturday, uh, not just check out the the mountain bike race, uh, but be able to pick up their their packets. They'll be able to go to the podium and get a big debrief on the course um, and be able to talk to some pros. They'll be able to help figure out their tire choices and um, tire pressure and all of that good stuff. And then um, that's just going to continue on uh, throughout Saturday, going into some live music. Um, and uh, with all of the uh, festivities, there's going to be a, uh, a large beer tent out there. We got Jolly Pumpkin Brewing that is sponsoring the event. Perfect. And yeah, we'll have three outside bars as well as a, uh, an area inside for people to come and to get their favorite type of beer. Uh, and uh, I'm sure they're going to have North Peak beer out there as well. And we'll have a couple of food trucks uh, as well for people to, uh, to hang out and to choose from. Um, this is all at uh, Mount Holiday area? Where's the, what's the, where's the venue? Yeah, the venue's at Mount Holiday. Okay. So, and if you haven't been out here before, it's on the uh, east side of town. I think it's one of uh, only seven nonprofit ski resorts in the country. Um, so, it's a, it's a special uh, resort that we have out here in Traverse City. And uh, it's really popular in the wintertime. Um, and, and basically it's on side of town where, where people will be able to, uh, it doesn't matter what hotel they're staying at or what campground they're staying at. People will be able to get on the tart trail and ride right over to Mount holiday, uh, very easily. Um, if, uh, and, uh, we'll also have plenty of parking available there at the resort as well. Yeah. And then come Sunday morning, um, the uh, the start of the BWR is going to be right there at Mount Holiday as well. Um, people can expect to show up at 5 a.m. if they want to start engulfing themselves with some waffles and uh, <laughs> get some coffee in them. And uh, sounds like you've been to North Carolina before, so you know what to expect. But uh, yep, I definitely had a uh, few waffles before the race. Um, yeah, for sure, <laughs> and some afterwards too. <laughs> Yeah, how can you not? I mean, it's all about getting as much calories in you. I'm pretty sure I had waffles during. I mean, because they were handing out like normal waffles, and then they had like the small ones in packages that you you could just throw in your jersey pocket. Um, right. But, right. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's that is a key um, feature for uh, Belgian waffle ride, of course. So um, I'm glad that that'll that'll be um, happening um, pre ride for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's that's going to continue. Good. So Sunday is uh Sunday is going to be the highlight event, the BWR and um the the full waffle will be kicking off at 7 a.m. And um the course is going to be Yeah, let's talk about the course. Let's talk about yeah. as as much as you feel comfortable letting us know i know that this is a big question people have um the of course belgian waffle ride um historically is 
a pretty good mixture of paved, unpaved. They claim they're not, it's not a gravel race, but it, it is a um, multi-surface race. And, um, and Traverse right. City has multiple surfaces to work with. Um, I think one of the big surfaces that people are wondering is, uh, well, how much sand are we talking here? You know, <laughs> there's a yeah. lot of sand that, um, if you kind of go off the beaten path, you're going to run into sand. Um, so I think, yeah. I think people are wondering, like, I mean, it said, uh, on the website, um, that you can expect like still 130 miles ish. Is that, is that correct? We're closer to 142 miles. Oh goodness. <laughs> and you can expect 10,000 feet of elevation gain throughout the day. Uh, that, 55%. That is, that is surprise. I mean, I guess if you're getting up to no. 140 miles, um, yeah. maybe that 10 K is like, makes a little more sense, but, uh, that's a lot of elevation. Right, right, right. Well, I mean, that's part of the uh, that's part of the formula of uh, you know the event. I mean, first of all, you got to look at what makes this this place special, and um, it's and it's <laughs> it's getting off the beaten path, and and you can't hide from the elements either. So if we have sand, you, you better embrace it. I mean, you got to expect it. Um, so, so you're right. It's, it's not a gravel race. And, um, if you haven't been to a BWR before, and if this is the first one, you'll, you'll probably hear plenty of people bitching that this isn't a gravel race. And, and, and you'll hear plenty of, uh, us organizers kind of yell back, you're right. It's the Belgian waffle ride. It's not, it's not a gravel race. And, um, again, the whole point is to more, more so mimic a, uh, uh, a Perry Roubaix, which is supposed to be a mix of nasty cobblestone dirt sectors and, and road. And, uh, and it's supposed to be a long day. Yeah. So, so, each one of these BWRs is is uh, they're they're all unique, and what's going to make this one unique is the single track that we're going to have incorporated in it. Um, it's going to be the amount of dirt, so this is going to be fifty five percent unroad, uh, which is going to include gravel. It's going to include two track. It's going to include single track. Uh, there's also going to be some sand where if you're on 30 C tires, <laughs> you're going to be CXing this event. You're going to be grabbing your bike and you're going to be running through that sand. I don't care how much power you got in those legs, but good luck with 30 C tires. It's not happening. <laughs> you heard it here, yeah. folks. Good luck with 30 C tires. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but that that's how it is. If you're out in San Diego uh, and, and you're a pro, I mean, you're, going to be, you're going to want to be on a road bike and you're going to want to be on 28 or 30 tires, but Alexi, you know, proved that differently this last, this last season. Um, he wasn't on those typical size tires out there. Was he, so I think he rode like, it was close to forties, right? That's correct. Yeah. 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 Nobody knew till the day of, of course he had some, he had a secret bike and secret tires and all that got unveiled, yep. you know, that morning of. Um, 
Yeah. So, so like I was, like I was mentioning, uh, you can expect about 140 miles. You can expect some elevation and, uh, you can expect a large mix of terrain. So in, in my opinion, I think you're going to want to be on a gravel bike and I think you're going to want to have at least 40 C tires. Yeah. Good to know. Good to know. And it's kind of what I think most people were figuring um, yeah. that uh, that would be the case. But, you know, it is interesting. I mean, if it's 50% um, 50% unroad, it's also about 50% road. And uh, yeah, so you kind of want to think about, well, you know, you don't want maybe maybe 650B isn't quite the direction you want to go. I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good question. And that's what makes Belgian waffle ride uh, so interesting is there's usually never the perfect answer to the question. Um, and that's what makes it fun. Uh, right. <laughs> but uh, um, I was going to tell you, <clears throat> you know, how I first heard about your podcast. Well, you said, Paul, mutual friend, yes. Paul Olson. Yeah. Yes. The dirty chain podcast. So our, uh, our good friend up here, fellow cyclist, Paul Olson. He's, uh, he's, uh, he's, he's a big legend up here. You know, he's, he's an old school BMXer as well. And, and, uh, turned into, uh, I think he's probably more of a roadie now. He's probably more of a roadie. He get he gets a lot of flack from us, but uh, but the guy rides everything, and uh, he's been he's been telling me for a long time. He's like, you got to check out the Dirty Chain man. <laughs> uh, so he he's a big fan. Yeah, cool. And I mean that that ties in uh, Jolly Pumpkin a little bit because he's a uh, um, like the head chef of the the whole Jolly Pumpkin conglomerate, right? I mean, um, he's a big deal over there. Um, and that's kind of, I, I know him through the podcast a little bit. And then he was down in, in East Lansing when they were putting in a Jolly Pumpkin and we did a bunch of riding down in this area. What, um, so let's go back to the, the festival and the date. Um, it's still kind of fall ish. So we were talking about weather and things. So there, there's still kind of a, uh, a chance that we could be, uh, experiencing some, uh, some, some weather issues, um, in your mind, do you think that, that the moment festival is a fall festival or would you like it to maybe be a, a, a staple a little earlier in the year? I mean, I feel like Traverse city has Iceman, and that's a, that's a, a fall staple. So, uh, yeah. are you, are you looking to keep moment in, or a Belgian waffle ride as a fall ride, or are you open to thinking about other things in the future? Yeah, no, I'll be honest with you. Originally, I was looking at doing a summer event. And originally, um, when talking to uh, my friends with BWR, I mean, that's, that's what uh, they wanted to do too. And, <laughs> and the more the further we went into planning, the further we went into, um, figuring out the logistics, um, and then also catering to well, what, what makes Traverse city special and, um, and, and also sharing with them, you know, the beautiful photos and, um, and the terrain up here. Uh, these guys kept looking at, 
at how beautiful it is in the fall. And they kept sharing with me like, Hey, Hey, where can we, you know, get on some trail that looks like this? Or where can we get on some road that looks like that? And I'm like, and I'm like, you know what? I'm like, everything we keep talking about has to do with the fall. And the more I think about it, I mean, it, <clears throat> as awesome as it would be to celebrate um, cycling, having a big event here in the summer, people up here are, are in their prime shape in the fall. And I don't think it's like that everywhere in the country. I think most people start um, hitting their peaks more maybe in August. But up here, everyone in general is getting geared up for the Iceman. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if you typically race road or mountain bike or whatever. Everyone does that event. So thinking along those lines and thinking of how beautiful it is up here in the, in the fall, I mean, that really is the best time to go get lost on some mixed terrain um, is that time of year. So, Yeah, for sure. I, I, I mean – I, 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 Michigan in the fall is like, is my favorite time of year. So it makes sense that, uh, you would want to feature that time and that area combined. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense to me. It, it gets difficult. I'm sure it was difficult, but, um, I see each year the schedules, like the gravel schedules, um, and the racing schedule. I mean, we, we, we've seen in the last couple of years, like kind of a road racing crits, all this stuff kind of dying and then, um, gravel racing kind of taking its place. And there yeah. were a few handful here and there, here and there, and then pandemic hit. And then like some of them went away. We didn't have much racing. And now it's like full force. And I'm sure as a race director, as a, a trying to figure out the right weekend to do, um, a festival and a race, um, it gets difficult because there's so many races now. And, um, I just, I mean, one of the things that I've been thinking about with BWR is the week before there's a big gravel race, the Moran 166, which is also a huge, like a long distance. And a lot of people in the area will probably be there to, to take on that race as well. So it's, we have like these big, uh, long distance races back to back and, and, um, it can't be easy to try to figure out the perfect weekend. I'm sure that's, that's a, a difficult thing for a, a director or anyone to, to figure out. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, and, and you also want to take into consideration, I mean, you don't want to step on a certain, you know, people's toes. Right, so yeah. Lowitz, uh, you know, who does the Moran, one six, one sixty or one six six. One six six, yeah. One six six, yeah, yeah. He's he's a friend of mine, and and uh, I I definitely took that into uh, consideration as well. Um, but you, yeah, and and then the other the other part of it too is the BWR. I mean, we're talking about not just a big regional event; we're talking about a a, a national event too. So you're you're taking into consideration other big national races national events too. Uh, and so in conjunction with that, this weekend seemed to be a real good fit as well. And, uh, I'm sure it's going to continue in the future. Tell me about the response that, yeah. um, you've received or the news received. Um, I'm sure a lot of local people are, works are excited and interested. Yeah. How about like 
nationally? Have you have you seen a good response nationally in terms of who's been signing up and 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 that? Oh well, absolutely. I I got a a text from Alexi um, the day we announced it. I, I had been talking to him uh, months prior uh, about this event too, um, but uh, no, he. He texted me immediately afterward. Of course, just wondering like, where are we going? What's the course? You know, <laughs> and he's very strong with his opinions, and uh, and rightfully so, rightfully so. You know, smart, real smart guy. And uh, I mean, current BWR champion. You know, Iceman champion. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's the man. So um, I'm really happy to know that he's he's going to be. Uh, making it out here, you know, fingers crossed. Yeah. I mean, anything can happen, but he's planning on coming out here. Uh, Peter Stetna as well. Um, oh, great. Yeah. Another former, uh, you know, world champion cyclist, you know, in his own right. And uh, current EWR champion, you know, from uh, North Carolina. So. Very good. Yeah. Um, and do you have a, a cap? Is there like a, a, a um, how how full of a race are you are you looking to to have or, or um, are you are you capping it out at a, a certain certain number? Yeah, all the events are are limited, um, and they're they're limited for a couple of reasons. One, we we want to make sure that this is this is done right and the community's happy and the riders are are happy. So the, all the mountain bike events that are happening on Saturday, um, in total, there's not going to be more than a thousand riders registered. Um, that's going to be capped. And then same thing on, on Sunday as well. All of the events on Sunday will be capped at a thousand. And that's, uh, to provide a really good experience, make sure we do that right. And it's also to make sure, you know, people aren't, you know, parking out on residential streets and, uh, <laughs> and pissing off the locals. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Um, now, uh, what can, uh, those that sign up for either the races, um, on Sunday, the, the waffle or the wafer, what can they expect in terms of uh, communication leading up? And mm-hmm. and I'm asking specifically about um, if you've ever experienced a Belgian waffle ride. Well, you've probably experienced the the race Bible, and it's spelled like I don't know B E I J E L or something. <laughs> but um, can can uh, BWR Michigan? riders racers ex, uh uh expect to receive a bwr michigan bible before the before the race yes you can expect a lot of communication so uh, if you've already signed up you're going to be getting an email at least once a week on an update of what's going on um and you'll be getting a full bible um at least a month out before the, the race starts, that's going to have all the info you need on what to expect. Great. Um, yep. So some more specifics on the course and as well as 
all the recommendations for tires, pressure, how to get that info, um, you know, type of bike that, you know, if you're on the fence of a couple different bikes, you know, depending on the kind of rider you are, uh, you should be able to fine tune, you know, all of those uh, questions and all of those needs. So great. Um, And, and if you haven't experienced a Bible yet, um, I'm excited for all of you that will, because it, it's not only informative, but um, it's one of the most entertaining uh, ways to communicate information. It's always, <laughs> the writing is always kind of, uh, I don't know, it's, it's, yeah, it's just very entertaining. I'll leave it at that. So I'm, I'm excited to see the Bible for, for this course or for this, uh, this event. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, <clears throat> it's cool that you brought that up. Um, y- you know, we, for those that have been to other big events, big national events, you know, whether it's Unbound, whether it's uh, Leadville, um, uh, the Sea Otter, like we were talking about, which is, I mean, that's, that is basically hundreds of events all put together. Um, you know, I think what separates uh, those big national events from the BWR is, is the BWR is, is run at just as high of a level, if not even higher, as far as the overall experience. Uh, but at the same time, the people running it, they're not, they're not taking themselves too serious, you know? And the whole idea is, is not to take yourself too serious on the bike. It's, it's, it's about getting after it, um, racing your ass off, um, and at the same time, you know, smiling and thanking the person next to you that's that's going to get on the front for you and uh, and uh, yeah, taking the kid off when you're done and enjoying some some beer and some waffles and some good humor. So I think when you're when you're reading the Bible and when you're getting a glimpse of some of these emails and you'll see these silly names and you'll 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 kind of hear or feel that humor that's because that that embodies what the the event's all about yeah and i think that's that's great i'm glad i'm glad you brought that up um and that is when i experienced belgian waffle ride that's how i felt it was it was serious but then it's also not too serious and i mean we're stuffing our faces with waffles before the before we line up for God's sakes. I mean, it's, it's, you know, there is, there, it's, it's more about experiencing, um, uh, the, the ride in the community and yeah, race your ass off, but also, uh, uh, you know, have a, have a, make sure you have a good time while you're doing it and not, uh, and don't take yourself too seriously for sure. Right. Well, and I think that's the American way, right? I mean, there's plenty of uptight Europeans out there. I mean, they got that they got that type of racing nailed down. You know, <laughs> you know, we're in the U S you know, we're, we're all essentially kind of cowboys. I mean, we, uh, we go out there and, uh, we, I think are proud of our, our grit. Right. I mean, and that's kind of like what the BWR encompasses. It's, uh, it's getting out there and being proud of that grit and it's, uh, it's smiling through it at the same time, you know? What um, what 
Mo Mitt. I mean, Mitt makes sense. Michigan. I mean, it's the Mitt. Mitt. It's just like yeah. a little little Mo Mitt for you know what? Like what is? Yeah, what's the what's the <laughs> Mo in the Mitt? <laughs> what's the Mo in the Mitt? It's just about it's uh, it's uh, more. Yeah, it's more, like more Mitt. More Mitten. Yeah. No Mo Mitt. So it's the uh, the Mo Mitt Bike Fest. It's going to be Mo bike riding. It's going to be Mo racing. <laughs> Mo fun. It's all of that. And essentially it's, it's just a silly name, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, John, this is perfect. I mean, I think we covered a lot of information. Um, I mostly appreciated kind of the, the background to this whole, uh, like where, where, how did Belgian waffle ride even, even, um, how did this even even happen you know and and i and i think i i really appreciate you sharing that and sharing with it all the listeners like you know how did this come to be and um and i am excited to to see how this goes and uh and and i hope that it's a I, i'm sure it'll be a huge success um hopefully as we get closer to it, maybe we can check back in or maybe check in um, afterwards and see how everything went. And uh, um, I, yeah, I, I, I think uh, hopefully this isn't the, the end of our conversation about BWR Michigan for sure. No, I, I, uh, I think we'll have to, I think, I think we'll have to do more of these. Yeah. yeah if you don't mind. Um, and in, in the meantime, if you, haven't gone to uh the website yet or if you want more info yeah just go to momentbikefest.com um you'll see all the events on there um and like you mentioned these events are all capped so you're going to want to register today um and for anyone listening right now if if you want to take advantage of uh registering early i'd like to offer all the uh, Dirty Chain listeners, a uh, $30 off uh, coupon code for all of the non-BWR events. Um, so if they're racing in the BWR, maybe sign up your friend, wife, you know, or a kid, you know, for one of the bike events, you know, the, the day before on Saturday. Um, but that's that coupon code is Dirty Chain 30 off. And Is that all, all one word or... Yep. Okay. All one word. Dirty chain, thirty off. Uh, when you go to Bike Reg um, and you see all the events, uh, go ahead and plug that in and uh, and take advantage. Very cool. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. Very- yeah. But uh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to talk about it. You know, more. Again, I mean, a couple of things was the. Uh, the black chili XC. Uh, I don't know if, I don't know if, um, I'm assuming most of your listeners have heard of, uh, Kyan Olschloff. He's, mm-hmm. he just got done racing the snowshoe, uh, this last weekend. He's on the, uh, U S team, big up and coming mountain biker. Uh, he's going to be out there racing the, uh, black chili XC. Oh, great. Uh, and he's man, that guy is just dominant. And mountain biking, he's going to be winning uh, the Iceman, if not this year, uh, for years to come. Um, and uh, then we have plenty of big, t- 
top 20 gravel riders like Garrett Genema and Sean Kickbush. Uh, these guys are going to be racing the mountain bike event on Saturday and then getting after it on, on Sunday. And, um, you know, if, if you want to, uh, really be a part of the festivities, why not? You know? Yeah. So, so come, come join us and, uh, and, and have fun, man. It's going to be awesome. Perfect. Well, thank you, John. Appreciate the time. And, uh, thank you for sharing all about, uh, Momit and BWR. We're excited. Hey, thank you. And, uh, yeah, next time we talk, I'd, I'd love to, to bring with me Michael Marks and, uh, introduce you to, uh, the founder of BWR and, and get some more details out there on, uh, on what's to come here in Michigan. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you. All right. Thanks, man. The Dirty Chain Podcast is a Michigan Midpack Media production in partnership with KOM Cycling, the source for your bike accessories and necessities. Connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at Dirty Chain Podcast. Email dirtychainpodcast at gmail.com. If you are enjoying this podcast, please leave us a rating and review on whatever platform you use to listen. Audio editing and original music by myself, Trevor Gibney. A huge thank you to John Holberg for joining us on this episode, and thank you all for listening to the Dirty Chain Podcast. And as always, keep your chain clean, but get your chain dirty. We will see you in the mid-pack. <laughs>